I think I've discovered where all the noise came from this morning. I was literally woken up by sounds of hammering outside. They're renovating the house opposite of, of, the, of the rectory. So that was the property of the parish and they sold it to a, a new owner. And apparently they've started renovation there <laughs> and they start early. Oh, I was so tired this morning. Welcome to another episode of The Walk. I'm Father Roderick, walking outside in a, on a cold day. I do see, fortunately, a little bit of blue sky, but there is wind and temperatures have dropped considerably and will probably continue to drop even more. We're definitely at the start of winter now. And as I mentioned, I was so tired this morning. I was tired yesterday. And that all has to do with uh, just the overall workload that I'm currently trying to uh, deal with, which uh, in itself is a result of uh, me having been sick for a couple of weeks. And now I'm constantly working against the deadline, which causes me to work way harder than I should. And normally, well, you know me, I, I tend to do a lot <laughs> in a week. And uh, normally I'm, I'm not afraid to work hard, uh, especially if I enjoy my work. Um, and I'm used to push myself, uh, to push myself work-wise uh, in terms of coming up with new ideals, even physically when training for uh, a marathon, for instance. I've learned over the years that pushing yourself expands your overall strength uh, enhances your strength and you always have to go a little bit beyond your boundary so you can you can grow and you, you grow faster and stronger I thought that that was a good lifestyle until this week so I've been struggling with uh, uh, just ongoing problems after having gone through COVID-19 and some of them are starting to get worse instead of better. Especially, that's a train you hear in the distance. Especially the, um, uh, the, the fatigue um, after having worked and after physical exertion is, uh, is not getting any better. Um, so the fact that I'm still tired now two days after I've uh, worked um, until late at night on an, on an edit... Is, uh, is worrisome and is even crippling because I, I can't really do much. I have to sleep a lot. Um, my heart rate is still way too high. Like right now I'm walking and it's easily 100, even though I'm walking at a slow pace. But that also happens when I'm sitting behind my desk. Like all of a sudden my heart rate goes to 90 or something. I've I now put an alert on my smart band or my wristband. So every time... My heart rate uh, is too fast. gives me a warning. And that happens several times a day, even when I'm not doing much. So with all these ongoing uh, lingering problems, I decided to uh, call my physician, who then referred me to physical therapy. Uh, there is a, there's an organization in, the, in Amersfoort, in the city where I live, that has specialized 
in uh, post-COVID recovery uh, accompaniment. And uh, even though it's a big organization, they have multiple locations in the city, they're completely overwhelmed. And so it was already pretty difficult to find a therapist who had time uh, to, uh, to help me. And so I went for an intake earlier this week. And that was quite revealing in many ways. So first of all, I described uh, the, 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 the actual uh, weeks that I was sick and the severity of the problems, also some of the more positive things so that I didn't, I didn't really suffer from uh, shortness of breath or that, that sort of stuff. Um, but still, a lot of other uh, symptoms that are an indication that I've, I've, I've been really sick. This was not mild symptoms, as you hear. And then, of course, we uh, talked about the, the current problems and also what the goals uh, that I want to set, you know, what, what do I want to be able to do after, or thanks to therapy. And so I had to think about that a little bit, but I uh, quickly came to the conclusion that for me, what, what I want is to run again. <laughs> I want to be able to just start running. And it's not just the physical aspect of it, but also being outside and uh, getting some fresh air is a, is a huge help for me in, on all levels, physical, mentally, and even spiritually, it helps me. And I miss it tr- tremendously. But because I have these heart issues, or I'm not sure if it's the heart or if it's a lung issue, it has not been researched so far, I just don't want to risk it. As my physician has warned me a couple of weeks ago, to certainly not do any form of, you know, severe physical exercise. He said, it's not the time yet. And that's basically what the uh, physical therapist also affirmed or confirmed. She said, there are a number of uh, issues currently that are very common uh, with people that have uh, had COVID. But she said, it's not, it's not the virus itself that is causing this. The, the virus is already long gone and defeated. That's not it. Sometimes there can be damage, uh, for instance, to the heart or to the lungs. That we just don't know. It's not very likely because my, uh, my issues are more um, related, to, according to her, to an overall deregulation of the body, uh, hormonal imbalance, uh, you know, basically COVID um, uh, destabilizes your, your entire functioning on all levels. And she likened it to the trauma that she sometimes sees with people that have been in a heavy road accident, uh, have been unconscious maybe. And she says it, it's, even though the physical um, elements uh, or effects may have healed often what you see is that the entire system has gone through a shock and it takes much more time to heal that, to bring it back to its former state, than just, you know, a broken arm or a broken leg. That's the easy part. But she warned me that considering what I was doing right now and how I was working... Actually, I'm working harder than I did before I got COVID because then I had margin. Now I have no margin. I only have deadlines. Plus, I've got a considerable amount of stress 
on a, a number of other levels. Uh, she said that, that if that is the biggest reason that you're currently not making any progress and that some, in some aspects it's even getting worse. Because in order to heal and in order for the, the therapy that we're going to start, in order for that to work, you have to start making some big changes work-wise. And uh, she understands that since my income is directly related to my output, it's I'm not on a salary base in a certain way. Well, actually I am, but well, if I don't work, there is no income uh, for, for Tridio. And so they cannot, well, they, we still have some reserves, but uh, it, it, it is linked. And so there are consequences if I don't produce my shows. So she understands that. She also says, well, the, the thing is, uh, if it really hampers it, sorry, I'm uh, here at the local shopping center. I'm gonna get uh, some some lunch materials. Uh, what was I saying? <laughs> so the the since you are not really recovering after all these weeks, it does also affect your ability to work. And so she really encouraged me to. Uh, to make some drastic changes, to go talk to all the people that I work for, or the companies that I work for, and negotiate some some room for this recovery process. Now, I also uh, talked about that with the board of uh, Tridio. They're very much in agreement with the therapist. <laughs> and they say, well, you know, you, you just have to go and call everyone and explain the situation. This is nothing to be ashamed of. This is a the, the fact that you've been able to, to, to continue uh, a television show, 15 episodes, despite having had COVID, which knocks out most people, is already uh, a bit of a miracle. So they really have nothing to complain about. But you have to take action now because you don't know what the, what the, uh, how the process will evolve. And that is something that the therapist also confirmed she said, I cannot really tell you if this is going to take a couple of weeks. I have to take the cart here because of COVID. They don't allow you in without this big <laughs> shopping cart, which I don't really need because I'm just going to get lunch. But um, she said it could also take months. And it's, uh, it's different for everyone. I'll pass this guy. And so, don't take any risks. Um, you need to be prepared to make some changes. That's a big step because I'm, well, as you know, always trying to accommodate everyone. And I have a very strong work ethic. I just feel like if I committed to something, I have to do it. And it's, you know, it usually gives a lot of problems if I don't. Um, so over-promising and under-delivering is something that I try to avoid if I can. But nevertheless, I, uh, I kind of uh, jumped into the deep this morning and started making some phone calls. Let me see, I'm here at the, uh, the two coolers where they keep the discarded stuff. So this is basically the uh, food that is... Uh, 
they can only sell today and not tomorrow. This is usually where I look around and see if I can find something to eat. They got a lot of bread here. Uh, but that's just bread. I still have bread at home. What is that? <laughs> oh, wow. Mushroom. Uh, minced mushroom. Minced meat, but then with mushrooms. Never seen that before. That looks interesting. Maybe I can put that in a sauce or something. It's only 50 cents. Oh, that's going to that's gonna taste great. I'm going to use that in a nice mushroom sauce. And then this is something you have to put in the oven. Oh, no, that's unhealthy. <laughs> something we eat during the days of St. Nicholas. Uh, it's uh, puff pastry filled with uh, uh, almond uh, paste. Very rich in sugar. Uh, okay. Oh, this is interesting. They've got um, uh, pumpkin pumpkin mix. I've eaten this before. This is actually quite good. So this is basically uh, uh, small pieces of pumpkin, onions, and you mix this with uh, potatoes or with mashed potatoes, and it creates a nice uh, a mash. However. The other day I made, uh, I used the same ingredients for, uh, for soup and I had a very delicious um, pumpkin soup. So maybe I'll do that. They've got some apples here. That's always good. But those are expensive. Wow, that's just the regular price. Uh, this is a, a, a store that normally is a bit more expensive. What is this? Uh, a big box and it has all the ingredients for a chicken burrito bowl. Tomatoes, avocado, peppers, lime. Okay, this is, so this is just a little bit of everything and it's 250. That's not a good deal. Nah, I'll just leave that for someone else. And here are some veggies for mussels. Can I use that in something else? Oh, probably I can just put that in a Make some macaroni with veggies with it. Who cares? The muscles won't know. <laughs> okay, that's it. Good. So I'm now uh, in the middle of trying to figure out what to do. And there are some dilemmas. Uh, so the other day I went to Amsterdam to film um, an episode that's going to be aired this Saturday about uh, St. Nicholas, uh, the patron saint of Amsterdam. So I did a tour of Amsterdam and it was exhausting. And then the editing process was even worse. Uh, this and the previous episode kept me up at night. So last week I worked until 4 o'clock in the morning to finish it. And this episode took me until 1 o'clock. But before I actually went to bed it was 3 o'clock in the morning. That is of course something... I mean even in normal circumstances that would be detrimental to my health but now of course that I'm that I need to recover this is a very um, much messing up my entire system and it, it can knock me out for several days that's the worst aspect of it so I don't even have the uh, the time to let me take another corridor here in the supermarket there's too many people here we have to keep our distances. We all have to wear masks now. There's a law, a new law, that um, 
makes it compulsory to wear a mask everywhere and to keep distance. So they're l much stricter now. Um, and for a good reason, because the COVID situation is not really getting any better lately. That's very worrisome. We will probably won't have any uh, relief during the Christmas, uh, Christmas holiday, which is a shame. It means that we're going to have uh, very small numbers in church and most people will probably just completely skip Christmas or at least the religious part of, of Christmas, which is it's not good. Um, so the first, well, the biggest issue that I have to deal with somehow is uh, how to get the pressure off of my TV work. And the thing is, the new season will start uh, already in halfway in January, which means I'll probably have to start working right now already to prepare that. I think I'm done here. Just gonna go to uh, pay for my. I don't even have my card with me. Yes, I have. <laughs> oh, that's another um, consequence of, uh, of, co or the, of the COVID recovery or the deregulation of my system. I forget everything. So I forget my wallet, forget my glasses. I have to go back home like three times just because I, I can't really remember what, uh, what is needed or what... I what I have to take with me. So I'm glad I can at least pay for my groceries now. Hello. <laughs> Let's see, I've got to use the electronic system here to pay. Okay. Uh, no worries, thank you all. Okay, that's 250 for at least the base of a nice uh, pasta sauce with mushrooms and then some macar macaroni with the veggies and a pumpkin soup. That's not bad. Um, I don't know if I've do I got to bring this outside or not. Uh, I'm not sure. I'll ask. Would you guys be about to bring off? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So the, the rules in the stores also change from, t from time to time. So they usually, they used to disinfect every cart that we used. But apparently that rule has changed now. That's, but then it's the question, do I put the cart back outside or uh, do I leave it inside for them to clean? I don't know. Oh, well, everybody's uh, very friendly, fortunately. We don't have that many confrontations. At least I have not witnessed any nasty a confrontation between people that have to enforce reinforce the all these new rules and then people that don't want to comply um, so the, the 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 therapist told me you have to make changes quickly yeah you got to do it now ideally you just free up the month of December and then part of January uh, and start start with re focus on the recovery process first. That should be your main priority. It has not been for the past weeks, quite on the contrary. Um, but I still have to make two more episodes for the end of the year, Christmas episodes. So that's that would mean it's already uh, Thursday. I'm no, 
Friday even, I'm recording this on Friday, it would mean that I ha would have to film either tomorrow, sorry, I have to visit another store. <laughs> so it's just uh, cart number two. It would mean that I have to film tomorrow, edit Monday if I have energy. It will be the same race against the clock. And that is, of course, uh, daunting. And then there is another, this is the little, this is a uh, German, originally German supermarket chain. Uh, this is where I have to bring back an empty bottle. <laughs> and they also have very good, a good veggies uh, section. Oh, wait, that is my phone. That could be my producer. Where is my phone? Where did I put it? Hold on. Hey Tom. Mag ik je over een kwartiertje nog even terugbellen? Ik ben nog even bij de Lidl. Dus ik heb mijn handen vol met boodschappen. <laughs> Oké, okay, tot zo. Doei doei. Alright. Sorry about that. Time flies when you're having fun. So this is my next meeting about the TV show. Uh, and I said, well, can we talk after lunch? But I didn't realize that it was already two o'clock. So I'm just gonna quickly do my shopping here and then go back home and then start that conversation. Oh wait, I'm gonna get these sweet potatoes for just 25 cents. That's always something I can use in the kitchen. Uh, wait, here is the bottle container. Put that in. Like we have a very strict, uh, uh, you know, plastic recycling stuff. These bottles are not even recycled. They're just reused. But it changes. From store to store, they don't have the same bottles everywhere. Uh, so two more Christmas episodes to film. And then two more editing sessions, which I'm really not looking forward to. So uh, that is what I'm going to talk about. Plus the next season, you know, am I going to be believable if I, <laughs> if I tell some people that I have to uh, make room for recovery and then still can try to continue to deliver everything? Uh, wait, there is something else here. Is this cheese? It is, but it's... What is this? Protein bars, I don't need that. Okay, let's continue. Uh, or, and, and then the board of, S, of uh, Tridio it tells me to, you know, be, not be afraid. Just, if you need time for, to recover, the, um, Michiel, one of our board members, told me, you got to look at it as a pyramid. Right now it's upside down. With a very small amount of energy, you're trying to do a, a load of work. And it's, it's really endangering your health. You have to turn the pyramid upside down and uh, work first on the base of the pyramid, which is your health. And without your health, there is nothing you can do. You can't, you can't be creative. You can't deliver. Um, and there is the risk that you get even sicker and be able to do even less. So you have to make it clear and you have to just contact all these people. That is kind of the, 
the task that I set myself. We also had another project uh, that I planned before COVID, and it was uh, uh, to start the children's series. I think I've mentioned this before. We wanted to do something uh, according, uh, kind of along the lines of, uh, of Sesame Street. Oh, I think I stand in the wrong line again. <laughs> there's always a line. You pick the shortest line and there's a problem. Oh, well. Um, what was I saying? The, uh, and, and that we hoped to start that in, um, during Advent, of course, and tell the Christmas story. But in this current situation, I figure... That is, again, it's something that we've never done before. Um, I would do all the voices. I wouldn't have to write the story or do the puppeteering. And we would hire someone to film it. But all that has not worked out. I haven't been able to find someone to produ actually produce it and to film it and edit it. Because everybody's busy around this time of year. And I just don't have the... Hello. I feel that, again, it's something new. It's something that's going to cost me a considerable amount of um, energy. Yeah. There we go. Okay, thank you. They were. Thanks. So now I have to call that off as well. And I just don't like that. Again, it feels like I'm... Uh, like bailing out or not planning well enough and I, I keep not allowing myself to to tell people that this is something that's out of my control uh, and I think I'm not the only one who sometimes struggles with this that well I think I hear this from parents as well that they feel they can never be sick because they have children to attend to. So basically a mom or a dad can't be sick. Um, I feel like a similar responsibility. Same for, par for the parish. It took so much, I don't know, gut to admit to myself that I just couldn't do two masses on Sunday morning after another. Um, because I... I have the International Mass, and I have the... Oh, wait. I'm going to have to put my sweet potatoes in the bag and get the bag off before I return the cart. <laughs> okay, focus. Focus, focus, focus. All right, let's go. Um, so to have to admit that I couldn't do all the Christmas Masses and that in this time that the church is already suffering so much from the consequences of the COVID restrictions I'm also you know not as available as I want to be that was hard and now I have to call the diocese and discuss with them the situation that this may take even longer than I expected it to take and maybe I have to partially call in sick um, it's all these like, and the only thing I want is for things to be normal again. So uh, allowing myself, or actually this is all about priorities, ultimately. This is about not taking into account that, that health itself 
is is a priority, is a goal right now. It's not something that you just take for granted, uh, let alone ignore it, because that is going to destroy the foundation of all the rest. Fortunately, the therapist told me that, well, in, in most cases, people are going to be back to normal after therapy. But for one person, it can go very quickly. Other people may take longer. And the only thing that she could guarantee me is that if I continue to work as I've been doing for the past weeks, um, nothing would improve. <laughs> this could be a very long process. So that scared me enough to bite the bullet and to start calling up people. And well, the call that I just got, it's one of those difficult calls where I have to mm, kind of uh, see if, if I can create space and I should be not... What I always try to do is find a creative solution and then I end up still doing all the work. Um, but basically admitting that that is currently not good for me, that's going to be hard. Anyway, so that's where I stand. There is one other thing that is uh, definitely playing a role right now in hampering my recovery. And that's some issues with the parish. And I can't talk about it, uh, which is frustrating. Um, but, uh, well, it, I, can, I can tell you that it is, it's not a very nice situation right now. It's causing a, a lot of stress and concern. Uh, and it's not something that I feel like I am to blame for. But uh, that also needs to go off the table at least for the time being. Uh, and that, but that it triggers, I, I've noticed that lately a number of uh, unpleasant confrontations have triggered some traumas from, from the, my early days as a priest. And that all has to do with boundaries and feeling that sometimes people don't respect those boundaries uh, enough. And... Uh, and oftentimes when stuff like that hurts you on a very deep level, um, you also almost automatically, subconsciously start to repeat the behavior or the coping mechanisms that you used uh, in, when, when the damage first uh, started. And fortunately, I know what's going on and I'd recognize it. Um, but these are, like, especially in this situation where my overall health is already fragile it's something that also i i need to uh get get rid of as soon as i can unfortunately i'm a lot older now than uh, in the, those early years of the priesthood where i didn't know how to handle uh situations like or people like this uh but now i <laughs> basically the only thing that i need to be is courageous say it like it is, express my feelings, and most of all, protect my boundaries like a watchdog. And sometimes you're in situations where you feel that you are the only one who does that. At least in my early years as a priest, I felt very isolated and alone, confronted with a very difficult situation. And... Uh, now, fortunately, I have people that support me and uh, all encourage me to take a stand. <laughs> so that's what I do. But 
uh, well, you know me. I, I'm, I, tr- I always am open, and I, I kind of like to sh- sh- have people share in the things that I'm going through, also the bad stuff, because rarely something a setback is something that only happens to me. I know that many of the things that one of the reasons that people keep listening to this to this uh, show is that they can relate maybe not always but definitely sometimes to situations that I describe and now having a situation that I can't talk about uh, but that is definitely affecting me a lot is frustrating so that too needs to end but maybe sometime later um, what I would like to ask you is to make room for yourself these next couple of weeks don't follow my example <laughs> don't don't put too much pressure on you don't permit don't let other people put pressure on you these are trying times even for those of you that have not been <clears throat> that have not been sick um, the mental toll of going through these these scary times where you don't know if you're in danger, you worry about yourself and about your family and friends. Uh, you don't know what the near future will bring. Heck, you don't even know what Christmas will look like, the time of the year that you usually recover and find new energy for the year to come. All of that is kind of in, the, in jeopardy right now, and that puts a lot of stress uh, on, on many of you or many of us. So do what my therapist told me to do. Make room. Do what my board told me. You know, go call up the people that are not helping you and reclaim your boundaries and uh, put the value of your own mental spiritual health first. Put your faith first. Put your family first. And... I'm telling you this so that I can tell it to myself as well. Because I'm one of those people that is often experiencing the divide between what I preach and what I practice. And it's usually because I am too chicken to put into practice the things that I preach. So um, I'll definitely keep you in my prayers. I hope you also do the same for, uh, for our Tridio team. Not just for me, but also all the other people, Inge, Hank, and all the volunteers and the members of the board, also volunteers, they're working so hard to, uh, to safeguard this mission despite the situation, despite this difficult year, and despite the uh, problems of, uh, <laughs> one, of their, uh, one of the members of the team. Uh, we'll talk soon, next week, certainly. I'm going to pick up the phone and start my next conversation and I've got two or three more and then it's probably already evening. (laughs) Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you soon. God bless.